Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinnie Rock Podcast. Oh my goodness. What is up? What is up? What is up? The Vinnie Rock Podcast. Before I get started, uh, let's hit these sponsors real quick. First, I want to talk first and foremost before you guys fucking try and speed this shit up and listen to the podcast. Don't forget about Core Medical Group. Okay, Core Medical Group right now this month is doing a deal on some erectile dysfunction medications. I know erectile dysfunction is probably a real awkward conversation, like probably real awkward conversation, but it doesn't have to be a conversation. All you got to do is call them up and they'll take care of you. Listen, it happens. It happens to men all over the world. It's actually one of the biggest issues we're having right now in society. And it's an embarrassing thing to talk about, obviously. So we're here right now trying to advocate for you guys. We want you to have a better sex life. So check your TRT, check your hormones. And if you have problems with your erectile dysfunction, give them a call. Hit me up if you need to. Core Medical Group. Uh, obviously, I've just been in a longstanding relationship with these guys. And I fucking love them. And you guys should check them out. Beyond Clothing. It is about time you guys actually listen to me and go check them out. You can use the promo code Rocco if you want, or you can't. It doesn't matter. Either way, I think you should go check them out. BeyondClothing.com, Outdoor Expeditionary, layered systems for you outdoorsmen who are going out fishing, who are going out kayaking, hiking, whatever the heck you do outside. Trust me, you need to be protected by your outer garments, and the one place to go for that should be BeyondClothing.com. Willie Peach Chocolates. These guys are working hard, working hard to try and supplement you with chocolates when you need. Quarantine hasn't been easy for some of the small businesses out there, and I recommend you guys go check out Willie Peach Chocolates. You won't be disappointed, I promise you. I promise you, and I promise you. Hit them up, check them out. GMR Gold. I've had several guys hit me up about GMR Gold and how they started their subscription base with them and they love it and it is an exciting venture if you guys are interested in getting some gold and silver and precious metals this is the place to go you guys interested in learning about gold precious metals go follow them on instagram uh, gmr gmr gold and you'll start hearing a lot of education from charlie he tells you all about the precious metal market Hit them up, GMR Gold. They have bullion boxes you can get a subscription base 100 200 300 whatever works for you guys I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Their customer service is top-notch, and they're just good people. Perseverance Survival, home of the original Whoopi Hoodie. I don't have to say it again. The home of the original, the OG, the guy who figured it out and started it all. Yeah, that's PerseveranceSurvival.com. They're hustling to, to stay alive during this crazy time. If you guys have a couple extra bucks to spend, go hit them up. You'll love them. Bing, bang, boom. Modern Day Gun School, right? So Modern Gun School, you can go to at Modern Gun School, you can go to www.g, excuse me, mgs.edu, mgs.edu, Modern Gun School. Check it out. You want to do distance learning? I had a fella sign up for this just the other day and let me know. You want to do some distance learning and building rifles? If you like guns and you have your GI Bill or your vocational rehab ability still available to you, go hit them up. They'll send you what you need to your house and you can do distance learning armor school through G, excuse me, mgs.edu, Modern Gun School. You can check them on Instagram at Modern Gun School. 
Oh my goodness. Barry Law. You guys already know. I don't have to tell you. I'm going to have actually uh, one of the Barry Law lawyers uh, on the podcast probably sometime in July. But it is a a law, uh, excuse me, a legal firm or a law firm that is focused on getting you the disability that you deserve. They are veterans. They have combat veterans. They know what you're going through in trying to get your disability ratings. If you guys are interested in just checking them out, you can go to ptsdlawyers.com backslash Rocco. You can hear my little story. Um, if you guys are interested in a free book that they have, you can do that same link. It's called ptsdlawyers.com backslash Rocco. All right, guys, check that out. Don't forget, you got Lead Singers Whiskey. You got Warfighter Tobacco. Get your cigars anytime you need them. Uh, you have uh, Hero Sports is a nonprofit we focus on trying to get veterans um, back into the community and playing sports again. You got Rally Point Hollywood. I'm teaching acting on Wednesday nights here in Salt Lake City. We're trying to figure out how we can do it on Zoom so we can get it to anyone in the nation. And here we go to the podcast. I think that's from Wayne's World. Either way, this is just another one-on-one real quick. Um, I want to talk about, really, during these crazy, weird times, like hard times and everything else, you already know my views on what happened with, um, you know, George Floyd Extremely unfortunate to see someone um, lose their life in that manner. Now there's all these conspiracy theories and there's all these things and Candace Owen came out with what she had to say and everybody has their thing, right? Everybody has their opinion. Everybody has their views. Everybody has everything. Here's what I have to say to my kids, right? This is this is the one thing I'm going to say. Um, outside of everything that's going on, you still should be worrying about how do you raise your kids and what kind of mindset do you want them having in the future? Because I've had, I mean, I posted, let's see, what did I, I posted something the other day. Ah, uh, yes. I posted a picture of me, but my head's down. It's kind of like an accidental picture. I was actually taking a, a shot of my face. I'm working on a marketing uh, strategy for veteran. And I looked down, the guy took the picture. I said, hey, send me all the pictures, right? So I like catching all these angles. And that picture probably showed the most emotion of, of what I'm trying to get past my daughter. She asked me the question, how do you create real change? How do you change the law? Right? And the only answer you can come up with like is to educate yourself and put yourself in positions of power to make the change. And when I say educate yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean go get a, you know, a four-year degree at Stanford or Berkeley or any of those, right? I'm saying educate yourself as in research, 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 learn. Um, ignorance is, is not the answer. And put yourself in positions of power. And, and when I posted that, there was a gentleman who is Native American or at least what he said in his comments, he said he's Native American. His whole comment was, or you could make enough money to pay off politicians or be born white. And I left it up there. You guys can check it, unless he deleted his comment. It's, it's up there. And then I said, uh, negative, I disagree, right? And I said this whole thing about like, you know, I'll, I'll just explain. I don't agree that you, that, you know, the white privilege thing that people say and throw around, um, I believe that's just kind of a mindset. And if you believe that 
you're being held down. Um, I got news for you. You're not right now. Is there racism? Yes. I can say, yeah, there's racism. Is there stereoty- is there stereotypes being thrown around? Yes. Do people assume things of you? Yes. Because of color of skin, color of blah, 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 everything else. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But does that mean at any time that you have no power to become successful? No. And I say this because, you know, I got, I got to explain. At one point in this whole thing, he said that I'm privileged. He goes, I guess you wouldn't understand because you're privileged. Let me break something down to everyone listening. Vince Vargas didn't always have a house. All right, Vince Vargas didn't always have a car or two cars because my wife and me have a car, right? Vince Vargas didn't always, um, let's see, have nice shoes, right? Because I'm the type of guy that likes to buy nice shoes. Whether I buy new jeans once every couple of years, I buy new shoes every year. That's, that's what I do, right? Vince Vargas didn't always have that. Okay, there was a time when I was a kid where I got one pair of shoes for the year, because that's what we could afford, okay? And I've explained this in another podcast before, but there was a time where the money was out when our parents were trying to remodel the house to give us more space since we're growing up, and the money ran out, and we went a whole winter without a front wall of our whole house, okay? There was about nine years, I think, we didn't even have a front yard, because my dad didn't have the money to focus on the landscaping because that went to bills instead. Okay. There is no such thing as privileged in my world because I know where I come from and I know where I came from. I know where my mother came from. You're talking about a woman who picked fruit, who picked cotton as a kid to help put money in her her family's hands so they can have beans and tortillas for the week. You're talking about having an adobe house and dirt floors, okay? You're talking about poverty, poverty, poverty. When Christmas time came around, my mother was blessed and excited to get one used toy, not a brand new fucking toy, one used toy, And I say this because you have to understand, this is one generation, my mom to me, from complete poverty to me, okay? And then my father, who was, for lack of a better term, abused, all right, who was on the street to try and stay out of the house, who was a gang member who got arrested and went to the military and changed his life. You're talking two people with two completely different upbringings, Right, one extremely poor, one obviously poor, but not like as much as my mother was, but then facing his own hardships and, and, and going, going into gangs and other things. And they both somehow were motivated enough, whether my father was forced to, he was forced to go to the military, and my mother decided to, they both had mindsets of being better putting themselves in a better position. My mother was tired of the same old circle. She was tired of the idea that when she turned 18, she'd go work at the cannery like everyone else, right? Because that's what everyone did. And when you work at the cannery, you make pretty much a little bit more than minimum wage. Everyone lives in a trailer. Everyone struggles. Everyone lives on the government's dime. It's this really, really hard life. And somehow my mom decided she wanted to try to step out of that comfort zone and do more. 
Okay. She just wanted to try to do more. And luckily enough, hard work and perseverance, she started landing jobs in California. And from those jobs went to bigger jobs and those jobs went to bigger jobs. All she did was she started as pumping gas and then from pumping gas, she became a secretary or folding towels, I believe it was at a laundromat. And then she becomes a secretary and then eventually she grows into more, another secretary in a higher position. Eventually she's the secretary for the Congresswoman Lucila Robo in Los Angeles, California. Like my mother worked her way up from the bottom up. And eventually, she became one of the lead ladies for Los Angeles School, Los Angeles Unified School Districts, in helping the um, the special needs kids get bus rides to school. She organized that whole platform. And she retired with a retirement. She actually had a retirement, something that my grandmother didn't have, obviously, something that my grandparents never understood how to do or was never in a position to do. They worked and worked and worked until they couldn't work anymore. My father goes into the military, gets out of the military. He works in construction. Um, as he's working in construction in a cement place, loading up cement, another gentleman asks him to come work for him. Uh, he's going to teach him framing. And so he teaches my dad how to do framing. It's just a hardworking dude out there learning how to frame houses. One rainy season, it was too much rain, so they couldn't build. The bills were stacking up. My mom and dad were getting nervous. They were going to lose the little that they had in, in, in what right now is considered the, the, I'm talking, they used to live in, you know, government housing and it was, it, it's in the San Fernando Valley, this small little place. Um, it's poor. It's, it's this, this, it's called the projects, right? They used to live in the projects. Okay, and so they were scared of losing the little that they had, and so my dad went to go file unemployment. And while he's there filling out the unemployment information, there's a big sign that says you can be a firefighter, Los Angeles Fire Fire Department hiring. My father, with his little gang tattoos and his new life of trying to just work hard, decides screw it. He signs up. He fills out the paperwork. My mom has to help him fill it all out. He gets his test date. He shows up. My mom's helping him study. He passes. Goes into the, eventually it just continues to snowball. He goes from passing that to going into the academy to getting through the academy because his military background, he knows how to march people because all these little things, he's getting by. He ends up having to change a tattoo, obviously, because it's a gang related tattoo into a different tattoo. And all these little, he made choices. He made steps in advancing himself to put himself in a better position. By the time I am six years old, my father is a Los Angeles City firefighter. We go from a two-bedroom house where four kids living in one room, my parents living in the other room. Um, I remember it was two rooms, a small little living room, and a kitchen. And that's all we had. Holes in the wall. Just really, I mean, look, we couldn't afford much at the time, but what we had was everything to us. My parents made a smart purchase at a time when they had a little bit of money because my mom was really good at putting it away. Look, when you're when you're born poor and you're smart about money, you never want to go back to that. So my mother put nickels and dimes and pennies away to the side and was able to put money down on a house. And where I grew up for the rest of my time out of the projects and into a safer urban environment that is farther from all the gangs and shootings and issues in the San Fernando Valley. Okay. My parents did this. They worked their asses off. I'm telling you right now from an Adobe house to owning their own house in the San Fernando Valley from hard work. There is no privilege there. 
There's no one who handed it to them. And if any point they would have said that the finger of the government is slowing them down, is holding them down, and any other of that mentality, they never would have got to where they got. Right? My father would have never done 30 years in the LACD fire department with a retirement. My mother never would have gotten freaking 20 plus years with the LA Unified School District and a retirement. If they told themselves that, you know, the government is holding them down and people are against them, it didn't matter. They had to find a way to be better for themselves and for their kids because in their heart, they knew they could. Because we are in the land of opportunity and whether you refuse to believe that or not, it is true. The only thing that slows you down is mentality. Now I say that. So my mother and father taught us this. They said, hey, you can work your ass off and do anything you fucking want. My father was in the mindset of like, look, work for the government. It's a good career field. Of course he said that because at the time his family didn't have any retirement. They don't have any plans for financials, but he did because now he has a retirement. He had insurance. Everything that everyone before him didn't. It's his generational wealth, whether it's financially or, or monetarily health or mentally health. This is generational wealth. He has shown me mentally how to put myself in a better position. He never treated himself as a victim. My mother never treated herself as a victim. They continue to push forward. Hard work in America puts you in better places. Their job as parents was to put us in a better position, was to not put up these walls and these thought process that uh, the world is racist against them. And, and I'm not saying anything other than the Latino community. Look, me being Puerto Rican in LA, no one knew what the fuck that was. Okay, me being Mexican in LA, everyone knew what that was. And yes, there was these preconceived ideas that whether you're illegal or not illegal, and I'm raised believing all these interesting things and trying to figure this out, right? Trying not to lose my culture as a Latino man, but at the same time, growing up in America and being proud of being an American, very, very interesting time. But at no time did my parents raise me to believe I'm a victim. Okay. And I say that because I've never felt that way. All I've ever felt was we're in America. I can be anything I fucking want to be. Anything. What the fuck do I want to be? And all it takes is dedication and hard work and a healthy mindset, meaning that the world isn't holding me down. There's no, there's no invisible boogeyman with their finger on my back saying, stop, you can't be successful. Do you understand me? There's, there is no invisible boogeyman saying, hey, you're Mexican, you're Puerto Rican, you're Latino. Fuck you, bro. You're not going to be successful. There was no one in my way, okay? The only person in my way would have been me, okay? The only person that slowed me down in my life currently till this day was me. I fucked up in baseball. My fault. I knew my parents couldn't afford a four-year college for me. I had to go to junior college. I knew I couldn't afford a, a four-year college and played baseball without the scholarship that I got. So I had to join the military. That's the other point I want to make right now is that, hey, are you poor? Are you lower class, middle class, and you know you can't advance in life without some kind of sacrifice? The military will give you that opportunity. You don't have to be infantry, okay? You don't have to be the dumbass that, that like me and join infantry and fucking be like, okay, well, this maybe wasn't the smartest idea if I really wanted to have a long future, right? You can go do anything else. You could be an x-ray tech. You can be fucking dentech. You can be fucking, I don't know, give a fuck. Anything other than what I did. And you know what you have now? Opportunity to go to college, educate yourself, and give your family generational wealth and with the ability that your kids will never understand what it's like to not know if they could afford college.
You see what I'm saying? Now, let's look at me right now. I'm in a position. I went to college because I went to junior college for two years, and then I went to freaking uh, a university. Uh, uh, it's an NAI university for a couple years, and then academically ineligible. So I had an opportunity for education, and I fucked that up, right? But now my kids won't know a time when they don't, they can't afford college. I am putting money away for their college. I'm making sure that's never a thought process to them. You're getting educated. You're going to college or you're getting um, an opportunity to go to beauty school or go to barber school or go to become a mechanic. Whatever the heck direction my kids choose, they have an opportunity. And at the same time, if they wanted to or if they feel like they're not ready for that, well, then they can join the military because I've shown them that way. And it's okay to join the military and be a cook. It's okay to join the military and do anything else because you receive all these benefits from that. You want to set yourself apart. You want to advance your generation. You want to advance your position for your kids to be in a better position. You have to make sacrifices. So there's someone down the line. If you guys look back, look at your grandma, look at your grandpa, look at your mom, look at your dad, and look at yourself. Somebody made some fucking huge, huge strides for you right now to be listening to this podcast in your car, right, with the air conditioning going. Somebody made big strides that you're not so poor that you can't even afford or you don't even understand what it's like to, to be able to listen to a podcast freely off your iPhone, okay? Somebody made sacrifices. There's someone out there that puts you in this position and you're over here working your ass off to put yourself in a better position so then your kids can see a better position, right? That's what really this life should be about is the education of understanding economic positioning, okay? I want to make sure that when I leave this earth, my kids are in a position so they can see it and understand it the way I do so then they can work their asses off for their kids. I'm not saying we need to be extremely wealthy, we're fucking the Rockefellers or any of that bullshit, right? I'm saying they shouldn't feel the pressures of what my mother felt of picking cotton, picking fruit ever again. Since the decisions my mom made has advanced her economic position and the decisions I have made have advanced my economic position and the, hopefully the decision my kids make will, will advance their economic position and eventually all they ever know is they have to be educated, okay? The hard sacrifices that their mother made, their father made, their grandmother and their grandparents, they have to appreciate that and show gratitude by continuing the process of elevating themselves, becoming better, there's a chance that if I continue to do this and my daughter does it, that her daughter or her son could be in position and political power and potentially run as president. There's, I mean, you never fucking know. So I say this all like, so, so, you, so you understand, this gentleman on my Instagram said that I was, I, I, uh, I was, whatever the fuck he said, but he said, here's the, here's the he said that it's hard because he's Native American and this country has oppressed him. Now, I understand the whole story with the Native Americans and America and everything else. And yes, I can I know the history, but at no point was there a boogeyman with his finger on this dude's back saying you cannot be successful. And as I further on with the conversation, we realized that this one gentleman, he went into the military and served for 17 or 15 years with three, four combat deployments. Beautiful. Thank you for your service and thank you for your sacrifice because it's, it's, you're, you're sacrificing your time, right? And then with that, he ended up, was able to afford college and got a bachelor's degree and associate's degree. And I told him, I was like, dude, I don't even have a degree, right? I, I commend you on the hard work and efforts it took to get that. And so again, 
Who's the boogeyman chasing you, oppressing you? Because it's pretty interesting how someone could find that much success in a world that oppresses them. Okay? That's what I told him. And he said, no. You know what I did? I didn't point fingers. I worked hard. And I earned it. I got it. And my point is, touche. Exactly. You might feel that because the color of your skin, and I'm talking about Latinos and me with tattoos, that people treat you funny. They do. I get treated funny all the time. As a federal agent, a lot of people thought it was unprofessional, my tattoos. And then I teach class and someone would come up to me and be like, man, I thought you would sound more like a Chicano. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I was like, just because I have tattoos on my neck, I'm from LA, it doesn't mean I have to have a certain accent that you think I should have. Okay? Just because I'm Mexican or Puerto Rican doesn't mean I shouldn't serve this country. Right? Puerto Ricans are American either way. But, but you see what I'm saying? It's this really interesting conversation that happens where like i shouldn't have joined the border patrol people say because i was i'm latino i'm like well let's wake up because 75 percent of the border patrol is latino and why is that because at some point you have to start protecting the country that you reside in that your ancestors chose to go come here for the opportunity that you can potentially have with hard fucking work Right? It's this really interesting conversation. You have to look back and think about it. If you're sitting here and you're Latino and you're sitting here in your vehicle and you're driving to work in America that pays your bills and the land of opportunity and is giving you everything, you got to at some point turn around and be like, fucking gratitude, motherfucker. Gratitude. Because I have all this for my family and I see what other countries have to go through. I see the struggles of other countries. When it comes to poverty and hunger and, and not getting pay, paid fair wages and dictators and everything else. I see all this fucking shit and you realize, fuck, we're here in America and there is no boogeyman holding it down. There is no one slowing down your progress but yourself and the mentality you give yourself or the mentality you give your kids. Okay? We're always going to have these stereotypes there's always going to be a hint of racism everywhere. There's always going to be this because of the way the parents are raising them. Okay, that's what it is. You know, there's a there's a funny meme on there. It says, I'm Puerto Rican. I can't afford to be racist because my family looks like this. And you have a, a, a lineup of Puerto Ricans that are black, that are brown, that are white. And that's genuinely my family, right? And it's pretty funny because it says, like, I, I, when I say, I don't see color, I mean, like, I've never really given a fuck about that, Especially being in the military, you kind of stop thinking about anything. We joke about it for each other. People call me a spick. People call me this, and you get mad like, "Hey, man, I'm fucked up." But then you like, it's this kind of this weird. Un, it's probably inappropriate, yes, maybe. But you know, you're going to war with this motherfucker, and you love the dude no matter what, whether he's black, white, Asian, anything, green. I don't give a fuck. We're going to war, and I trust the dude, so I can talk all the shit I want in this weird little world of it. You can't step outside the military and think that's okay. At that point, at one point, it's like, okay, that probably was just only okay then and it probably still isn't okay now but that's how it is in the military we don't think like that right we all wear the same uniform and we freaking just go to war and no matter what i lay my life down for any of my homies i don't care what race creed nationality wherever they're from okay but that's just the way i have been raised so we've been raised as a family you know my father puerto rican my cousins are freaking white but they're puerto rican i got cousins that are fucking black but they're puerto ricans i got puerto ricans i got blacks i got i got when I, i'm growing up in high school everyone thought i was black because they didn't even know that they, they don't know on the west coast what a puerto rican was that's what they assumed and i'm super fucking dark skin when the sun comes down it's on so it's this really interesting dynamic of i never raised my kids to think like that and i would hope that my kids would never think like that you know what i mean like 
it's, it's a hard thing, but I believe it starts with how we raise our kids and the mentalities. My kids will never feel that they are victims. My kids will never feel that the government is slowing them down. And as much as the government might try to, whatever reason, whether you get pulled over, whether you get arrested, whether you get a ticket, whether whether you don't get a job because of this, or you don't get a, you can't get into some kind of college because of this, whatever the fuck you think, there's other options that you can go and still find success. I don't know how else to say that, right? I don't know how else to say that. Like, this is something that I hope my kids one day sit here and listen to this podcast and know, and they already know how I feel. But my daughter said something the other day that pissed me off, right? And 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 she goes, I think I even told you guys, you know, she said something like, I wish, I wish you motivated me more to dance and I would be a dancer. And I'm like, why the fuck do I have to motivate you to do anything? If you want something bad enough, do it. And when I see that you're dedicated to it, I'm going to I'm gonna promote it. I'm going to help out. I'm going to support it. But if you think dad needs to support you, trust me, Big Poppy ain't going to be around very long. Okay? Big Poppy might have 15 years left on his little timeline. And then, and then it's kaputs. So by then, you better have self-motivated yourself to do some shit. You better have listened to enough of my podcasts or listened to enough of my freaking one-on-one speeches that she fucking absolutely hates. Or seen the way that I've lived my own life to know that Nothing is going to slow me the fuck down. You know, nothing. I don't have a boundary. I don't have like, this is as far as I can go because that's my limit. As a Latino man in America, that's it. No one else is going to allow me to get any further, right? Someone said, you should run for Congress. You should run for this. Look, I don't know if that's in my books. I don't know if I'm intelligent enough to be honest, to be personally to do any of that shit or if I even want that fucking kind of pressure. But I, I'm not ever going to tell you that it's impossible. Because if one day I wall hair up my fucking ass and fucking I got enough money to fucking make this happen, dude, I'll just, I'll jump in there and fucking run for some shit. But like I've never put the boundary on myself. If I put a boundary on myself, I never would have been an army ranger. If I put a boundary on myself, I never would have been special operations border patrol. If I put a boundary on myself, I never would have been an actor. If I put a boundary on myself, I never would have been a fucking entrepreneur. If I put a boundary on myself, I never would have been a fucking writer. And so all of you listening right now, I'm sure there's some of you saying, fuck ass. And I'm sure there's some of you being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, it, it's a, it's a, it might be a hard pill to digest, but if you look at your situation right now, the only reason you're in that situation is because of the actions that you made and the mindsets you give yourself or that your family has raised you to think. Okay? And that's unfortunate. And the other side of you, the others, you are real proud of where you're at and working hard to get better and working hard to put yourself in a position so then your family's in a better position and giving your family some generational wealth. If you improve you, trust me, your kids will be improved as well and their kids will and so on and so forth. And eventually, your kids will never know what it's like to have grandma sweeping a dirt floor, picking cotton just to afford beans. Have a good day. Took the blow.